Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the latest install, installment of AskCast. I'm Dion, and court is now in session. Introduce yourself, everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm Liz. Sorry. Uh, I'm Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so Dion, you picked the topic today. So tell, yeah. tell the audience about it. Well, today's topic is going to be about guilty pleasures. And I kind of wrote a little, um, I guess you could say, summary of the topic um, to just read through real quick. Um, okay. So, entertainment is often a very social experience, whether it's families gathering around the TV to watch their favorite show, friends going to the movie theaters to watch the latest films, or even total strangers joining online forums to discuss their favorite games. The fact of the matter is that it's often the social aspects of entertainment that reinforce our enjoyment of many of the things we, well, enjoy. And in some cases, it can be, it can be the defining factor for why we can enjoy certain things to begin with. But what happens when you take the social aspects of these pleasures out of the equation? Or rather, what if said pleasures were to have a negative impact on our perceived or actual social standing? What if the kinds of media we tend to enjoy or value most are outright rejected by those closest to us or even those whom we hold in high regard. These antisocial indulgences or guilty pleasures, as they are more aptly known, can often lead to feelings of isolation, belittlement, and or ridicule for those who thrive on ex external validation. But on the flip side, they can sometimes inspire a sense of individuality, independence, and those who choose to embrace this would be shadow self of their taste and sensibility within reasonable bounds. Whoa, Dane. Wow. Wait, that was an essay. You wrote that? that? Yeah, I wrote that. Um, That's freaking epic, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, that kind of enlightening, man. That, that kind of shed a light on this topic. You, you should give us, <laughs> give, us, give us this before so we have more, like, better insight now. But man, that's it really be, well put. <laughs> I thought it would be like a good surprise to just do it off the bat. Um, I think I might do this like every time it's my turn to just write a short little blurb on the topic, so to speak. Well, that sounds, aside. It sounds like uh, more oh. effort than what I've put in my college essays. <laughs> uh, believe me, this didn't require as much effort as it sounds. <laughs> You're talented. That's um, really good. I enjoyed it. Well, that aside, that's I had wrote, I also wrote some ground rules. I think that one I actually shared um, for exactly what defines a guilty pleasure, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, uh, should I just run it run it down, or do we just should we just start? Just. Uh, you should start with yours. Um, you should start um, with your guilty pleasure. How okay. you how you go about feeling about your guilty pleasure, how it's defined to you and what they are, I guess. Well, I guess the best way for me to define how I feel about guilty pleasures would be something that we either like that's critically panned or highly divisive for whatever reason, something we like that we don't feel confident in recommending to anyone in any of our current social circles, something we like for reasons that are other that are, that like that others either despise or don't appreciate as much. Something we like that we like we want to like but can't 
out of fear of personal scrutiny, something we like in spite of personal scrutiny, and sometimes something we like, we may not have liked necessarily, but have tried in vain to defend on more than one, more than just a handful of occasions on some kind of principle basis. Sorry if I'm slurring a little bit. I'm waking up from some like brain dead <laughs> alcohol consumption. But anyways, the choice I chose for um guilty pleasures is probably the manga and anime fairy tale and by extension shonen manga in general. Ooh. <laughs> That's I I interesting. Could... There's a That's... lot of fans for that. Yeah, but I guess like actually fairy t- the thing about fairy tale is that even amongst shonen fans it's still kind of contentious and a lot of people like to cite it as the definitive like i guess you could say black sheep or a blemish on the reputation of shonen manga as generally speaking it has a lot of the tropes that are heavily despised by those who hold shonen manga in relatively low regard and also without with very few of the actual like i guess you could say upsides like with one thing fairy tale is not it's not a particularly deep story with like deep moral quandaries or things like um complex or intricate or complex or intricate world building or anything containing any i guess you could say narratively redeeming qualities i mean the thing a lot of people love to um what you call it love to love to use when coming to the defense of their favorite shonen like manga is that every now and then some of the stories will have like these like will occasionally gloss over like some moral quandaries or some kind of real world like um content i guess you could say that or some kind of real world um dilemma or something like that which in my opinion is usually more in the service of creating a sort of impetus for the story within the context of the story and less so about making a socio-political statement most of the times or any type of like moral statement most of the times so Wait, let me just paraphrase this. So, what you're saying, like, the shonen is known for not being deep. Is that what you're trying to get at? It's actually, it's not very deep. But a lot of people like to to cite it as being deeper than it actually is. And oftentimes, they they do so to kind of, like, defend or validate themselves for, like, enjoying the certain thing. Where it's, like, unlike that, with, like, fairy tale, it's, like... It's just raw action, raw fan service, raw. A lot of things do, that. Do hmm? shonen fans really think that their like favorite shonen is deep? I mean, like most people yes. like it for the it, characters and stuff, but like it's a medium that's traditionally um, geared towards like young boys. So I never really like considered it like. I mean, there's certain shonen that go above and beyond, like, uh, what would typically be expected of the genre. But, like, for the most part, especially, like, stuff that comes out of Weekly Shonen Jump, it's just, like, I, like, if someone argued to me that it's, like, this shonen is so good because it's got, like, such a deep storyline 
and like you know it's like very relevant like social political i'd be like it's fucking for 13 year old boys then turn to shin then a little bit right if it if it deals with social political stuff yeah there are people it's just shocking because it's like i can't imagine it being that good because it's like the fuck it's for like children Something like One Piece, yeah. like which like uh, it's like the biggest thing ever. It's not the deepest thing. It's still very there surface are, level, and it's talking about friendship people, and stuff like that. There are some people who will point out that like shows like One Piece do cover topics of like, in terms of are like you, what you might call it, co- are corruption. You yes, I'm are serious. You, there are, oh my god. Some people. <laughs> some people <laughs> That's not true. I don't think anyone would say one Oh, you know what? It's those people that like cover like weekly. They literally cover it weekly. They're just like their YouTube channel is completely devoted to One Piece, and they're just like, "This is all I think about." Yeah, like Anything that. can be deep. Even thinking like what, like like the dumbest thing can be. Some people like. do it somewhat with like a grain of salt. They understand that it's just a, a silly kids thing, but they do like to comment on it because it's like you know. Well, uh, but but uh, let, let, let's just get back to the because you went on a tangent about how other people think. But what yeah. what is your guilty pleasure? I did mention it. It was like fairy like tale. Fairy tale, right? How, how, and, why do you feel that's a real guilty guilty pleasure? Because I, I think that fairy tale is fairly popular, right? It's fairly popular, but um, it's very heavily like downplayed by shonen fans who look to it as this sort of like this lesser incarnation of like let's say One Piece or like yeah. Bleach or Naruto or something like that. It does have that reputation that it's it like, a, that it's like a like a like a One Piece light, but yeah, as I understand he was the master, right? He he like a. What's the what the One Piece guy? What's his name? He um, was Oda. Oda. He's, the, he's the assistant of that guy, right? The fairy tale. No, guy. he wasn't the. No, he he wasn't an assistant. They they actually were friends growing up. They knew each other. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can see then then influencing each other kind of thing. Yeah. To an extent, I mean, prior yeah. to fairy tale, um. Mashima Hiro, who is the um, author of Fairy Tale, also did um, a few one shots, including a, a running series called um, Groove Adventure Rave or Rave Master, mm. um, which I think probably was a little bit more on the, I guess you could say, darker side of the spectrum when it comes to shonen manga, as it kind of delved into more of the deeper, sort of edgier topics that shonen manga would later become. Some shonen manga would be a little bit more popular for, I guess. Mm. Fairy tale, it's nowhere near as edgy. Like, spoiler alert, nobody dies, which is a common like complaint some people have with fairy tale. Believe it or not. Oh, really? No one yeah. dies. Who are, they, who are these internet weirdos that you like looked up their opinion on? I really yeah, don't know who really these. Know. I was like, I, I want to know who these people are because I just like, what the fuck, like. I mean, like, I'm you, just can like, you can literally look up any video regarding like why I hate fairy tale or what's wrong with fairy oh. tale. That I want to look it up later. Like that. Holy like, shit! That's not super really... toxical. It's like it's a cinema scene. It's like oh, ten things that's wrong with movies. <laughs> I, mean, I want to. I, I, 
I mean, I I've actually the low done. production value on these videos. They're probably all like I mean, made in Sony Vega. I mean, they're the most popular <laughs> so, thing nowadays. Picking, right. picking media apart, but I usually consume them because they're kind of waste of my brain and there brain are, space. There are people who will go out of their way, like with high production value, to pick apart these things or express their distaste for it compared to other media, where it's like, it's like, okay, um, it's. It's like what? How much better or worse is Fairy Tale compared to Bleach? Really? I mean, uh, like, I never was like into Fairy Tale, so I can't really say. But I never. Can you give just, us some concrete header, like why Fairy Tale is considered like inferior shonen? Is it because any... um, okay, nobody most... dies. Uh, I think it's considered uh, is considered One Piece light. What else is there? I think... Other reasons can are things like, um, for one, it doesn't have the same level of complex world building. Like, oh. it's definitely runs by it definitely the definition of riding by the seat of your own pants because there's no complex world building. There's no deep, um, intricate hierarchical structures that we're talking about. Even the power system or magic system is extremely loose and sort of like, like new powers as the plot demands sort of dynamic whereas mm -hmm. with like one piece and bleach and naruto have a pretty um i guess you could say a pretty i wouldn't say rigid but a, a pretty um it's a post system that's like well understood like um, like with the like the naruto yeah. you had to go through a test and stuff and like that. it gets kind of loosey-goosey at the end though so i don't know and yeah don't they most of Fly by the seat of their pants. Yeah, they need. And like, the reason why happened to Bleach too, the just why kind of falls apart. <laughs> the reason why I think it worked for a lot of people is because it gives them something to discuss, like something to pick apart and analyze. Whereas Fairy Tale, there really isn't much to pick apart and analyze. You either like the character, the stories that they're written, scenarios that they're written. I don't know what is there to discuss about one piece. You don't. No, there's yeah. a lot to discuss about One Piece. It's a pretty I mean, interesting. It's a lot of shit. Like the author threat at you. Like yeah, like like. Luffy, I mean, I'm like not, like I'm not gonna say. I don't. I I'm not gonna it. say I. I dislike or don't like really complex or interesting world buildings. It gives me something to chew on and think about in the context of it. But I'm not gonna look at it and say to myself like, "Wow, this is so amazingly deep and well constructed." It's just more of like. All right, that's interesting. I got something to chew on for another, like five minutes or so. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like it's a potato chip along. Yeah, I think they're all. I don't know. To me, like all shonen, just like ranks on the same level of like potato chip and like fly by the sea your pants writing. Even like Dragon Ball is probably oh, number one in my in my head of like. It's got it's it like really like finessed a lot of it, but also half of it was like because Toriyama was just such a good mangaka, and like it really was like a well, it it all degenerates after a while. So like to me, Shonen, when you describe all these criticisms of fairy tale, I'm like, that's like every like what I could say about every Shonen, honestly. <laughs> like I literally yeah. all of them to me like 
but from I, a surface I, level, it's just like I that's why I drop most of them because I'm just like, but I think all. what Dion is trying to say is like within the shonen community, um. <sighs> Fairy tale, those weirdos. The black sheep. Yeah, the weirdos. Why do you care about those weirdos? <laughs> I mean, they, those, they're, they're, those weirdos <laughs> have like dedicated YouTube channels and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Is like it, isn't that a the thing now? It's like they like, yeah. don't watch anime, they only watch Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. I've actually those weirdos. They never experiment with any other anime except like, like Shonen stuff. Yeah, I've actually yeah. known people personally who like really rip on fairy tale compared to other mangas. So it's not even just YouTube people; it's really just people in general. Okay, okay, forget about people oh, okay. hating on fairy tale, but like, but why do you like? Why do you like about show? Why do despite, I like it? Yeah, despite well, all the all the flaws. Yeah. Well, long story short, I like it because I just like really interesting stories set in interesting worlds, doing with interesting characters, doing interesting things, and action scenes and a little fan service here and there and just really the raw basicness of it like oh, the yeah. that i'm not one... a really deep or complex person i don't really like moral quandaries i don't really like um anything having to do with like real world topics i'd rather deal with those things myself personally than live through, oh. live vicariously you're looking at seeking escapism is I'm that what really, like all the quality, it's, right? It's pure well, escapism. Quality, yeah. What? Yeah, the, the pure quality of it is partly escapism and partly because like that's just the type of things I'm into. I just like crazy shit. It's like the world is not it's not it's complex, but it's not too complex. It's not like they're trying to bend you over the, trying to impress you with, with this complex complex complicity. Yeah. It's kind of just I mean, like it's kind of like pleasant pleasantry and it's just kind of like a fun adventure you don't have to think too much about it yeah that's why you look I mean, that's why you liked it that's the the manga right the series right yeah i mean it really didn't even have all the um complex world building stuff as like um or power dynamics like bleach or even one piece that but i still enjoyed it just just the same so it's like it's kind of like the reason why i pick it out compared to somebody others is because it's like the most definitive example of what it is I liked about these stories without thinking about it anything else too hard. It's definitely something that like you can't come there's nothing there's nothing intrinsically defensible about it. You either like it or you don't. Uh, uh, because yeah. uh the the essay you wrote you remind me of something because this the podcast called mm -hmm. Trash Taste is basically trash taste is an indicator as well. Guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like guilty pleasure has become this norm. Like, like uh, I think now it's generally accepted that, like this, like you know, back then there might be a stigma of like you know, or you you're such a sci-fi nerd, you you you're a nerd in general. But I feel like nowadays is 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 more accepting than ever. Like like Japanese, think, like they used to on fucking. The internet. I think that oh, the, you mean the, like on the internet? But I, I just saying like like the the general zeitgeist I get from like this kind of, I, I, especially from trash days, it's like it's okay I, to like shitty things. Like I, I, I think, think like the, the line of the liking whole, genuine genuine and good things and liking guilt, guilty pleasures is kind of blurred nowadays. I think uh, the whole thing about guilty pleasures is that it's kind of a fuck you to people who talk about having good taste as yeah, being. Yeah. 
I, I feel like trash taste is really. I, I watch a lot of trash. What can I say? But it's very much about like yeah, I have trash taste. What about it? <laughs> Want to fight me about it? <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. So I feel I like there's kind of a a caveat to that in a way that it's like if you get really defensive, you're no better. Yeah, 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 definitely. But in terms of comfort food, I I feel like I I can we can segue into my guilty pleasure, which is uh, yeah. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Is it? Is, is don't it people guilty? like? Yeah. I feel it's guilty, guilty pleasure because it's such an old show. It's not like on the, it's not like the talk of the town kind of thing. I feel like anything like uh, if you're not really keeping up with the, you know, like the most popular Netflix show, you know, watching like the ne- next shonen is kind of like you kind of stepping away from that. That's a little bit guilty pleasurey because like. People would say, "Oh, what, what, what the fuck would you?" They wouldn't. I don't Actually, really talk to many people about it, but I just feel like escapism is what I need, and like, uh, it's not. Yeah, Star Trek is not realistic at all. It's kind of ridiculous and things like that. But I just, I like the world. It's very comforting, comforting, and it's just about, you know, adventure in space. Truth be told, I think if you said something like Star Trek Picard, that would probably be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah. I've heard people who like Star Trek: The Next Generation, but I've never met anyone who likes Star Trek Picard, and I don't even know what it is. Personally, is like that's so, I guess that the falling of mine is that I don't actually seen like crappy shit. I I don't I usually wait for reviews or like. Um, uh, very much waiting for like like uh, people I trusted, like uh, now uh, to to tell me like what to think. I feel like uh, because I don't have that much time, uh, I got burned so many times like watching like horrible off like awful shits. Like, I I just don't feel like you know delve into like crappy stuff. Mm. Yeah, so 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 for, for me, I guess like uh, Star Trek is is my guilty pleasure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I was actually going to say something deeper, but hearing you guys, like, I feel like my guilty pleasure actually sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, uh, I would say my guilty pleasure, I don't really, like, tell, like, anybody about it. I actually, so, like, right before we started recording, I, uh, I was making dinner with TJ and like he was like asking what the topic was this week and I was like guilty pleasure and he was like oh what are you gonna say and I I tried to say it and not feel weird about it but I was like yeah my guilty pleasure is reading like uh Yuri and Yaoi manga and he was like oh what's that and I just like (laughs) I had the like deepest cringing moment inside where I had to be like, you know, like guy, gay stuff, and it's just like, is I felt that really a guilty pleasure? Because I'm pretty sure there's a pretty active community for that. 
Yeah, but it's, yeah, still, but it's like it's people like online. Rich. Like it's it's one thing to like be on the internet and tell like, yeah, I love that like thing, and then like tell your significant other that you read manga about romance between like two fictional people, and it's just like I don't really tell anybody about it because it is like one thing that is just like really embarrassing like i don't like every time i post something kind of like 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 when i post on my art instagram and i draw like two girls hugging or something it's just like oh it's i could always just like just oh it's aesthetic because like gay like two women being kind of gay is like okay in the art art community because it always like is about the aesthetic of it so like yeah. it's not too weird but like oh, sure. when you start about the aesthetic yeah it's about the aesthetic <laughs> but then when you're like i love these two characters together and it's not about the aesthetic anymore like you're actually invested in like the fictional feelings of characters and then like then it gets embarrassing to talk about with real people you're like so, all like, the shippers I mean, like, when I see, like, two characters together, my brain, like, goes off in a lot of directions. Like, I'm like, oh, what if they, like, oh, I don't know. It, like, it's a funny thing so, about that. Like, I I see that a lot with with even hetero um, pairings and, like, let's say. But see, that's, Shonen that's the thing, is like I don't ship hetero pairings. <laughs> it's like... For some reason, my brain doesn't get excited about it. It's only when it's like two guys or two girls, because my imagination can be like, oh, what if they did this or this or like, oh my god, what if they, you know, like, <laughs> like. Um, I mean, I find brain... it interesting in, in the. I find I would find it interesting mostly in the um, in respect to character dynamics because. I do like really interesting character dynamics, and while I'm no, not a huge romance fan, I would it would be interesting to see certain um, romantic dynamics if it would have an entertaining outcome. So I don't see anything I particularly feel like wrong. What Liz is describing is kind of breaking through the barrier. It's like she's emotionally invested in like whether they oh. like, yeah. It's like it's like it's like emotionally I mean, like. Like it, it blurs between reality and and like just a story, right? Like if if, well, it's if someone like, if someone should like Romeo and Juliet heart, like oh yeah, it's a great love story. You can say that like like intellectually, but like if you're like really really or like or like uh, or like uh, really. Juliet, uh, like or like uh, like Romeo, like you want to ship that lot. with the one the, the 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 bad guys or something like that. <laughs> but a lot of people do that though. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's like completely isolated to the internet, right? Where it's like on the internet, uh, anything goes. But yeah. when you like actually talk to people in real life, it's like imagine, like imagine talking to someone about a TV show, right? And you're like, you love these two characters together. But then like you talk to someone else who likes this TV show and they're obviously not interested in that kind of stuff. And then you're just like, oh yeah, wasn't it great during this part? Because you're like so fixated on this two 
characters like being happy uh, together and they're just like oh it was fine i guess I mean, i'm pretty <laughs> sure that would be true in any context like i don't i don't particularly feel comfortable talking about any shippings i would probably have in any thing that i like particularly because that's nobody i know sit in oh really i was gonna say that's the point is like you can't talk about those things even more if someone even liked the same medium because it's like uncomfortable to say like yes i i continue to consume this media because i also want these characters to be happy together <laughs> like supernatural that thing because supernatural designed to be shit right oh it's pretty obvious i did like supernatural but I that was actually one of the few shows where I just couldn't get into the character wanting the characters together. <laughs> I couldn't ship anybody on that show. Uh, I like the sh what show you want. Uh, yeah, you like uh, super like, horror. Like shipping. you know, like like Hannibal. I would I would be happy if. <laughs> <laughs> like let's be honest like that was a romance show and <laughs> wait Hannibal was a romance show I thought it was like fucking like murder or something did you watch it well, I didn't it's watch a... it I didn't know yeah, it's an interesting you didn't watch it did you watch it, it? I didn't watch Hannibal no. I know okay. I know I know I know it's about Hannibal Lecter the the silence of the lamb guy but well like uh, yeah it's like very uh very overt about the like romance but like there's obviously no uh romance but it's like it's like i'd be happy if they like continue to live together and murder people or something you know like i don't know like <laughs> well, i mean but, like see people... i've i've like met people that like 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 me and me and tj watch a show it's like oh like <laughs> like like I would joke, like, "Oh, they're so in love," but I'm like, "Yeah, they're in love." <laughs> but, it's like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> but it's not like it's not like I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, like I want them to be in love together forever." Like, <laughs> yeah, I know that for like um at the ending of Bleach, a lot of people are really upset that like the main guy and the main girl didn't hook up. Um, oh. the girl with the black little girl, the girl with the oh, black yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just like, like I said, when it's a heterosexual pairing, I'm just like, I mean yeah. there is a there is a seventy five percent of it happening, so I don't really care. That doesn't get me excited because I can't I can't fantasize about it anymore. Yeah. Like Hetero, it's just like heteroshipping is so so vanilla. It's but... very it's very vanilla. Like I'm just like I can't I don't care. <laughs> well, whatever. whatever. I, it is. Like, Liz is trying to imagine like. You're trying to imagine a scenario like where like the main like the main guy and the other guy on the show they can be together. Like you create a scenario in your mind. It's like and you get like uh, you get happy. Like, you get like uh, giddy for like it. An, it's like an extra. It's like an extra kind of like because when you think about a show, right? You're like, man, that's. I mean, I get that like that too, where it's like you watch a show and then you're like. That was a good show and like remember these parts to your brain and then you're like i liked these parts but then like when you are when you want two characters together you think man remember these parts it's like what if they like 
What if it was different? What if they had different feelings for each other? <laughs> what do you think Dude. goes on in what do you think goes on in their brain during these scenes? It's like I, I just, that whole thing. I just think of the perfect example. It's like it's like Jordi LaForge is like in love with Beta. They have like fucking <laughs> robot sex. <laughs> well, something like that, right? Something like something I mean, like even, that. Yeah. Like it's kind of cringe. It's like, oh my god. It's like well, yeah. Uh, it, I, I, it, I, if you feel embarrassed saying that, and then imagine saying that to a real life person, it's hard. I mean, it sounds it sounds I guess from my perspective, like it seems relatively normal to me because it's like no, Dion. Think I, of like I, the most cringe thing. Don't think think outside the box. Like. You're, okay, fairy tale. Think of like the main guy is like in love with like the other guy or something like. Like think of the most like absurd shit. Oh, I can think of a billion people who ship Gray and Natsu. Who but like imagine Rey. saying that to like oh. someone in your like real life, like being like, My... "Yeah, I want those characters to be together forever," and they're just like, "What do you mean, like?" He's straight, oh, and then it's like, it's like, but you have oh, to man. explain your brain. It's just like, yeah, I know he's fucking straight. Shut up. But like the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, imagine the scenario. Imagine scenario. I cannot. I technically cannot talk about such a thing to anyone in my immediate real life circle because it's a little bit more. I guess you could okay, say. Okay, like, think about think about a show that you actually that you like that you've discussed with other people, or like a game, or anything, any piece of media, mm. and you're like, um, imagine that talking about that, but then you're like, I also want these two guys together on this thing that I really like, and then imagine talking to your friends and family, and then like you can never say that to them because you're like. Remember this scene when, uh, say, like, Big Neck Ed was uh, really nice to this other guy when they were talking to each other? I want them together um, romantically. And then and then someone uh, of your friend group is just like, uh... Well, like, touching the boundaries of, like, in-show logic in order to justify this thing that you want to happen. Yeah, like, like oh, mean, what happened? Like, if, uh, imagine, like, one day Data was like, I think my retina... Like a uh, part is kind of broken, <laughs> and then Tony LaFouche, let me look, and they start. But the thing is, is that like to my brain, it's like it's possible. It's possible we can make this happen. Oh you just God. need to think harder about it. Your brains. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they call them rotten girls because their brain is rot rotted out. <laughs> I only thought it's like a joke with you, though. Yeah, you, you play this persona. I didn't really think you were that into it. Uh, sometimes it's like, I mean, like I obviously get the, I obviously make the joke where I'm like, haha, yeah. I mean, like certain characters where I'm just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's funny to think about, but then like certain ones where I'm like, yes, I I want them to be happy. <laughs> It really depends. Feel like does this feel make you feel like giddy? Like, like oh man, like like did did you like like are you emotionally like oh my god, this will be the greatest thing ever. All I think is like I want romance like these two people. It's not it's not intellectually relationship emotionally you want these people. Well, it's like how. People read married people read a uh, romance story. Yeah, yeah, I was the thinking same of that, idea. 
the crappy romance novel, yeah, or like Twilight <laughs> or some shit like that, right? I mean, I don't like Twilight. Yeah, it's like I draw. I have standards. This <laughs> my sunlight. I'm not trying to be sexist, but like, is this like a woman thing or like? Because you don't see guys reading crappy romance novel, like. So okay, so there is market for though. okay. It's not crappy. It's not crappy at all. Like those romance okay. novels, Second like all, even, I've like, read cheesy, cheesy cover. Like uh, I know is most generally known like like girls so would be, like, but guys wouldn't normally go for that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that that's the romance version of like what is a genre that you can all that you always eat that shit up kind of thing where it's like these mm-hmm. these tropes or things that you fucking love in media and you eat it up all the time every time it's that but that it just happens to be specific in that genre and that genre just happens to be very popular with women yeah yeah so like like, you everyone has that thing that they just like when they see it they eat that shit up every time but it just happens to be that the thing that I like is also very popular with with women. <laughs> yeah. Definitely painting with a broad brush. I'm not saying like all women are alike. Like you know, there's some women don't like Barbie and stuff like that. But just like Star Wars, like I don't yeah, you like Star Wars, Wars like, up, right? But like, but, but women's like, and, and you're like, oh my god, like James and Kevin are on about this again. It's like, what's so great about Star Wars? And like you know, like. I can't get emotionally into it, but uh, I mean, when it comes I mean, to Hannibal, mm. I mean, that's, that's I mean, I get me why and... people love. I get why people love Star Wars because that's all I fucking hear. Like, oh, besides God. you guys, like, y- you act like you're the first people to talk about Star Wars, but it's like that's no, the difference. Oh. Is like, I mean, I guess, but like in reality, like it's not that different. Like, there are I mean, other nerds that are willing to pay thousands of dollars to buy star wars crap i mean it's kind of like me and any media that contains any kind of like um weird random trivia like references to i guess you could say like mysticism real world culture science science fiction sort of things Mm. those types of things things that reflect back on some kind of concept i've either heard of or like to learn more about just in general like i remember i really liked shaman king because of all the little cultural references they have scattered about here and there that each character sort of represent like i learned about the, like i knew people i learned about things like um faust and mephisto because of the way they're referenced things like buddhism um things like um like, even some um like mild references to like Native American culture to to an extent. But, but of I course, think, I think all very uh, surface level stuff. But at the same time, it was very introductory. I think that the the, the your love for the Shaman King, like the motive, that's what makes it not really guilty pleasure because you 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 came from like oh it has like a, it has like this like logical uh interest uh whereas i I feel like the guilty pleasure is more about like a irrational uh, irrational maybe irrational attraction yeah i feel like i don't really have a guilty pleasure am i does that mean i'm boring person (laughs) no it just means that you're you the whole point of guilty pleasure is just i don't care if i'm boring but i just i just not that 
Yeah, guilty pleasure. What no. is something you like that you would absolutely never recommend to any of us? <clears throat> I would say, okay, my guilty pleasure is probably 80s and, oh, it's so vague. I, I, it's kind of hard to put in words. Like 80s and 90s, like anime series, you know. But I like 80s and 90s anime series like Sailor I Moon. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I just feel like it. Like a Pat oh. Labor Two, that's like oh. one of my like favorite thing. But I showed it to Laura, and Lauren absolutely hated it. Uh, oh, that, that, that really sticks up to Lauren's, me because like Lauren's really picky about. Stuff. That's what, that's that's our friend Lauren. Yeah, she's into like mecha. That's why I show her Pat Labor Two. But Pat Labor Two is more about like thriller and things like that. Like, oh. I don't um, know why those kind of, it's like hyper realism. She doesn't, she doesn't like about... mecha. She doesn't like all mecha though, because uh, she doesn't like Evangelion. She no, but likes... like for, for for me, like my guilt, like uh, like Palibur 2 is like relatively not that big in the, the, the mainstream anime talk, right? It's like, I mean, here's the thing. I absolutely I love that movie. Like I watch it like three times. <laughs> I don't, it's I don't cool. know why something is so, the aesthetic just attracted attracted to me, like like something like memories, like the, the ultimate anthology, like that kind of stuff. But that's not really mm. guilty pleasure. But I just feel like deeply emotionally. In, is there I, I, feel, I can like? feel like some emotional resonance. Is there something that you like for reason? I guess you could say for a reason. Like maybe other people might like it, but is there something that you like for a reason that nobody else appreciates or would like? Yeah, the, the, this thing I don't really have that. Mm. I'm so like, well, um, good for you, I, huh? I, yeah, I Liz, you're disgusting. <laughs> I personally don't really like a lot it's of like... mecha for a lot of reasons, but like, um, I do really enjoy Zoids. Which call it? The, oh, Zoys, the, the but only the one season where it's just like this big tournament art competition thing because it was very slice of life sort of casual storytelling. Anything else when it starts going into like deeper stories, plots or whatever, I I just completely tune out. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zoids Century Zero. I think oh, that's no. what called. Oh wait, Century Zero. Yeah, I guess that is because Zoe's like nobody talks about that anymore. But that you have an emotional that attachment was, to it. Yeah. That was New Century. So it's New Century. New uh, Century. Yeah. That's the, I watched... was, that's the one where it was basically one big tournament arc, right? Because if it's any yeah. of the ones that have actual stories, I didn't like it. <clears throat> yeah. It was Zoe's New Century. Because I also really liked that growing up. Yeah. But, um, totally. Yeah, I liked it because it had the Zoid itself that was in the show. He would like, I think we like talked about this already. The so the Zoid, um, he has like interchangeable like modular parts. So he would oh, get the on the conveyor thing. belt. Yeah, and then it yeah. would be like a carousel of different armor, and then he would put it on. And that was like I always loved that part. Yeah, me too. Um, like the the Schneider form, the um, Jaeger form, and the Panzer form. 
the one that was so fucking heavy like, that he could when you watch that kid don't you like when the main you see the main character and you're like yeah. i could see him with, with another one of the pilots like oh my God. Girl, most the girl is like kind of boring but like imagine with uh like uh i don't know who these people brad? are brad yeah, the, the imagine with brad. Brad. yeah like <laughs> I could totally see that, honestly. When you watch a show, you're just like these two. That's like my brain. Like I just look. I just like remember watching it and be like, "Yeah, they have a lot of interactions together, or not enough interactions together, but just enough to get my brain thinking. Like, what if they kissed?" <laughs> I mean, truth be told, you wouldn't be wrong necessarily because, like, there's not like they were trying to force a romantic interaction between him and the girl anyway so you're kind of like could decide for yourself how you want it to go and i could totally see it but, but somehow no, they... this makes those connections that's the weird part i mean like i mean like yeah in the outside I mean, views there like, was, like, liz start, there was... ma- start making those connections when the 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 the, the media is out the, the 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 story doesn't really suggest that but liz just start making connections I, I mean am i, I wrong I think that's part of the fun, though. I don't think it's like, that. I don't think fucking Le- Georgie LaForge and, like, Data fucking. <laughs> but wouldn't it be cute if they were, like, you know, like, hey, come to my room and, like, we can talk <laughs> about, like, science stuff. And, like, Jordy, like, is like, what do you want to drink, Data? And Data's like, I would like this, uh, like, liquid that's the this molecular makeup of whiskey and Jordan's just like, I get you. <laughs> See, I already like have the whole like Oh my god, it. you have a mind of a mad genius. <laughs> I can see it's interesting because it creates an interesting scenario and I think I like that. Like I like when like interesting dynamics lead to interesting or no, weird no, scenarios. But, yeah, because Liz described it to yeah. you, but your mind will never start that process. I will never start that process. But I mean, start mind- that process on its own. <laughs> I mean, the only reason I wouldn't start that process is because I haven't been conditioned to. Like, I've no- nothing in my life I- has ever led oh me down. I don't want to be conditioned by this. I don't want to think everything. I think it's because I used to read fan fiction as a kid, but oh. I never, I never like read fan fiction that was like explicitly romantic um mm. i only read fan fiction that was like people who would write like their own like because fan fiction back then uh when i would read it it was like more about like what are these characters doing like zany things that wouldn't happen in the show and then the moment that there is like any romantic intrigue in those fanfic i'm just like oh i guess that could be interesting <laughs> and then i thought you're, you're about trained like, you, you, your young man like, has been melted yeah, yeah you know what my brain is working over time thinking about <laughs> this but that's good though like it just means that like have you ever thought about like taking one of these fantasies and using them as the basis of like creating because here's the funny thing a lot of the ideas that i come up with are essentially a byproduct of like years of thinking about like um i guess you could say coming up with ocs and injecting them into scenarios and shows that i like and stuff like that and they've since evolved into their sort of own thing have you ever thought about like um 
taking some of these scenarios and kind of like writing your own stories with original characters about it or anything like that? So the way that my brain works specifically about like medium is that mm. when I think of things like, say, for example, we're going to go back to Jody LaForge and Data <laughs> because that's the one that we all know. So like if I like imagine a scenario with them two, it's like to my brain, it's pretty specific to those two characters because mm. like when I think of it, I think of them like because I'm so like, what would this character do or how would they react? It's like very specific to how I imagine that character. I don't imagine a, a, a archetype and then place the ideas on them. I think of yeah, them as so like fun, in yeah. the show. Oh, so to like, so you're so basically running. On, to you're basically yeah. running on pre-established logic. Yeah. So like <clears throat> having to adapt that to like another character, it's like. That wouldn't happen because then it would just basically be Jordy and Data again. Yeah, <laughs> and then it would like, be like if Jordan... I want to live with if I want to live with that fact and write a story about Jordy and Data and like just like write a whole story. I guess I would be fine with that, but that wouldn't make me happy. I would just want Jordy and Data to be happy together. That's like emotional attachment to those characters. Like well, if, if it's a generic guy and the android having like uh, this kind of conversation, it's like you're not gonna get excited from that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's just yeah. not exciting because it's like to me. Well, some some people don't mind, but like to me, it's always about the context of it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, guess me. It's like you even describe like the alcohol, like the whole alcohol content is like. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch all of TNG, but, but, but I watched a lot of it. Just of the, it's like, oh, man. It cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh. like, Jordy would say some something snappy back, and Data would be like, look at him, just like, hmm? What do you mean? And then, like... What do you mean, Ben over? <laughs> and then, like, maybe they'll talk for a bit, and Data will be like, I have to go now. I have to feed my cat or something like that. Oh my god, <laughs> your brain. It's like your brain is automatically constructing this. This it's whole fun. story. Oh man. Does that affect the way you absorb like the content? Like, like Hannibal, like you can still engross in the story, right? Yeah, obviously like it's there's a in my brain there's a clear separation between like the content and then the stuff that I the think fantasy. about the fantasy but it's like I mean it won't stop my brain from thinking <laughs> what, but what do you mean is that when you watch a story okay you can die you, you're, you're watching a story but backing but at the same time you're like uh, this is working like the shipping the the, the this is fantasy world is also working or uh, like Side every by side. Scene, say like, like every scene the characters together, I'll be like, oh, yes, I add it to my like database. I think this show is oh. all about this is like fascination. Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, we had just two boring blokes. <laughs> we have nothing to share. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. 
god. I mean, like, from my perspective, it seems perfectly normal. I don't know. I I know like like uh, read the media. Uh, he a uh, Jay Jay's the one with the co-host. He says specifically, never have like uh, if anything interests you. Then it interests you, like the don't have guilty pleasure. Like he he basically saying there's not such there's, there's no such a thing. I think because he's able to make money from his guilty pleasure because he Jay yeah. is the guy who watches weird horror movies. Like he watched some fucked up shit, and he he somehow can monetize for it. But I feel like yeah. if he's not if he's not in that position, I don't think he would say that. He would just think I'm the no. weirdo who watches horror movies. Well, well, because I like mean, when you make when you make money from something, it's like you're validated by a system that like is like yeah, you're yeah. taught you're taught from birth that like you know like the only way to survive is to make money. It's like yeah. the happiest people are the people that make money from what they love. So, yeah. by definition, by capital by capitalist definition, he is pretty happy. Like yeah. we don't know that, but from an outsider's perspective he should be ha pretty happy like overall compared to having a job he doesn't like so he is in a position where he's like i am happiest what i'm doing and some people can't say that like also like some people like i remember reading a twitter post about this guy who is like uh because they were talking about how like furry commissions make you so much money because all the people who commission like weird fetish art are like silicon valley millionaires or something and like one person was like i never mom and dad never told you that uh i've been telling you for years that i have a good paying designer job but the whole time i've been drawing horny furry art for these <laughs> weirdo rich people oh well <laughs> and it's like that's so sad that that person is making a good living and they're just like i can't tell my parents i can't explain to my parents this weird fetish thing that i draw and it's well, just like, it is, yeah i don't think it's sad because it's like i, I think that like if i, I, I mean think they're, my obvious, parents, my they're parents obviously happy but yeah sorry. like my parents wouldn't give a shit what i did as long as i'm making money and not selling my physical body to do it, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and then think about the people who do sell their bodies, body for money. It's like, it's like, you know, for some people, it's like they just live that shameful second life that it's like, logically, you know that people who love you, like, will never, like, completely judge you that way. But, like, deep down, you feel, like, scared because you're just like, you know, you're, you fucking break out in a sweat and you're just like, your voice stutters and you get kind of like, you can't, you don't have the ability to say these things to people that are even really close to you that you know won't judge you, but it's still scary. It's like how like, you know, like, uh, it's like how people come out to like their family and it's just like, they know their family won't hate them, but it's like always hard because, right? You're well, admitting you're something- very on that. Yeah, well, it's all yeah, yeah. That's different, but it's just like admitting these truths to yourself, to from yourself to other people is like it's it, you. It's like isn't it hard to admit it like out loud? It just makes it even harder. 
It depends on the person because it's like there are certain things that I can talk about with certain people that I can't talk about with others and vice versa. Hell, there are things that I can talk about you got talk about with you guys that I can't talk about to other people. And there are things that I can talk about with other people that I can't talk to about you guys. I mean, I have one friend that I can technically talk to about literally anything because I know she wouldn't judge me for it and I don't do the same. And then I have people that like I can't talk to about very much at all, like say my parents, even though I've known them technically my entire life. Parents is something that you just love Compared. unconditionally or just like without any pretext. I, I, I don't. I don't think there's any such thing as unconditional love. Every all love has con- has a condition. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you must be very fortunate. I lived in a very judging household. I don't know. I just no. My guess, my household could be judging too. I it's mean, definitely something. I guess I my guilty pleasure is comics. Making comics. My parents always ask me, "What the fuck? What? Why you want to?" Everyone asks me, "Why? Why am I making comics?" I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I like guess. making comics. Everyone's asking me that. I think that's why I feel guilty sometimes. Like, oh man, am I am I like being an asshole now working for like graphic design and stuff like that? I guess that's my guilty pleasure. I, I think like, that's, that, that is something I knock. I just I, I get I just keep going good. for it. I don't know why. I just keep going for making comics. I get even though I of, know it's like, it's, it's really hard. I get judged for yes. kind of not really living up to my potential. Well, I mean, growing up, I was always that one kid everybody expected to succeed beyond their wildest imaginations. And, well, here I am right now. And it's like, sometimes I feel a tremendous amount of, like, I mean, like, borderline, like, off myself guilt for not being the, being at the level everyone expected me to be at this age. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't think that's yeah. but I, I, I think <laughs> like for you and I, that's not guilty pleasure. That's life. <laughs> that's it's kind life. of just life. That's, that's just life. life. Yeah, I think guilty pleasure yeah. has, has more of like a, a subcultural context to it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. like Liz I mean, is like Liz is a perfect example of guilty pleasure, and it's like even that's easily explainable. It's like oh, I, I because there's a word for it, but like. It's still for the I mean, individual levels. I, I think for Liz, it's still very hard for her emotionally. I feel like a big, a, I feel like a big part of like really overcoming that aspect of yourself is learning to like sort of accept it and one and two, learning to strategically find your own context for it. Like find yourself to like be I able mean... to put yourself in a place where you can be kind of comfortable in your own skin. Mm. I mean, and think of it this way. It's like, all right, A, I watch a show, I like it, right? And then mm-hmm. B, I watch a show and I like these characters together. And then it's like, the next step is like, what, do I go to like, obviously I'm not going to go TJ and gush about these characters <laughs> being gay no. together like that's a little weird like <laughs> yeah you know and but then that's... it's like 
it's like, what, am I going to go to you guys and gush about these gay guys together? It's like, I already do that, and you can't take it. <laughs> you guys are just like, shut well, up, Liz. It's like Star well, Wars for me. It's like, all right, we've had enough. And it's like, I what, mean, do I go to the internet and just, like, talk to other people who gush about these characters? It's like, I mean, I guess that is the only other option, but it's like, I don't... I, I mean, it's not even like I want to gush about it necessarily, like too much. It's just that like I like it a lot, and then when I watch it, I get really excited, and then I'm like, "All right, like you know, like maybe I'll like read something else." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing for Irrational. all of us. It's the same thing for all of us in different contexts. Sometimes we like things for reasons that other people can't appreciate, and that's also a form of guilty, guilty pleasure. Like for me, like I'm very. I'm very adamant about the specifics of like artistic styles and aesthetics and particulars of like way characters are drawn, the way buildings and scenes are drawn and composed and all that. And there isn't really anyone in my life that I can necessarily talk to about those sort of things because it's not really most guilty people, pleasure. That's more like being an artist. It's it's not just a. I mean, it's not like um, people don't appreciate certain media that I know. It's the fact that like they don't appreciate it for the same reasons as me necessarily. It's like, um, it's like I, I can't talk to my like let's say, even though my brother and I both kind of enjoy like things like shonen manga and stuff like that. He's not really all that super deep into some of the more cultural and like trivia aspects of it, like. Like, I can't talk to him about things like, let's say, the aesthetics of, like, the Ainu tribe in, like, Shaman King or something like that, even though his favorite character is a fucking snowboard kid who is of the Ainu tribe, but that's a different story altogether. Anyway, he just understands it's, like, it just understands that, like, it's a cool character that he likes for a person that, and it's an interesting personality and power dynamic or whatever, but it's, like, I can't talk about these types of, like, really deep and intricate things i might find in a story with like a lot of the people i know because they don't really care but that, the fact that but the fact that you can even talk about it with him at all is like isn't that like is isn't that already like a step that's a step farther than like me being like i like these two characters together immediately it, the, it, the it, conversation it, just ends yeah. there okay yeah. like the, yeah. That's the pro. That's the that's what I like. It's like, it's like, like, it's like, it's still, like well, let's not look at it's it's there. It's there. It's like, 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 it's he probably won't be interested, but he'll listen and he won't like judge you or anything. <laughs> like, 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 okay, okay, Dion, if, if the, let me give you an example. If the snowboard kid is mm -hmm. the romantic, romantic lover with that, the spirit, then it gets kind of weird, weirdish kind of thing because the, 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 the spirit is like a cute little doll thing, right? Like, oh, okay. So in and the you're like, oh man, imagine they're having like crazy. I don't know. Actually, crazy sex actually, or something like like weird. Actually, <laughs> in the context of like something and in information that's established later in the story, that's actually a very high possibility. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. But it's but, the um, same I'm not gonna idea. go in, 
I'm not going to go into details with that. Well, actually, it's not as weird as it sounds, but it just the sheer okay, fact. Do, that do, you, do you think I'll scenario like lose it? Like, oh man, those maybe the spirit, you know, like you know, maybe not, maybe the kid will use the the, the snowboards a conduit for like <laughs> now physical I don't know. contact or something. <laughs> I don't really like to think about those characters, at least not in Shaman King anyway, because the characters are... I just are give you an example. So. Yeah. I mean, the characters are kind of like in a certain age range that I don't feel comfortable thinking about things like that, so... Yeah, them. but that's cringe. And, the, you know, like, the, I, I guess that's, like, exactly the point, like, yeah, that's guilty. No, that's character. not cringe. That's, that's more of, like, like, a watch list level, <laughs> if you know what that's I mean. True. Yeah. Ah, it's so like nebulous like it's so yeah i mean just in generally i don't really think about romance like that at least not anymore anyways so it's like i, I mean i get where she's coming from because it's like there's just some things that you 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 talk about with people and it's just like it becomes this like there's this social this um cultural barrier that you have to pass that like makes it nigh impossible to really even ha expect anyone to entertain the conversation to any like, degree i get this to saying but i cannot i cannot understand emotion like, like why would this think of this scenario like like the emotional <laughs> lead like, like, I, I can't actually i i know i, I, I know okay no, I, I okay this does I mean, that but like I understand like, the emotion. I, I, don't, like, I don't understand emotionally. It's like why is she doing that? I actually understand it perfectly well. It just seems perfectly. No, normal. I know. I understand perfectly yeah. well too. But I just, I guess I can't accept it. No, no, I can't accept it. But it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Too gay for him. I understand. No, I'm not. Perfectly. I'm not disgusted by the you doing that. Just like, like if it. I just having I mean, a hard time to put myself into your shoes, like I mean, oh man, like you know, having the you know, like a made up I mean, like a romance scenario, I guess. From my per, from my perspective, like I could listen to someone talk about it. I wouldn't judge them for it at all because, like, in the context of like current so current um, socio political norms, to me, it doesn't seem particularly unreasonable or out there. Like, I'm kind of accustomed to different ways of thinking, even if it's not something I necessarily agree with. So it's like, I can entertain a conversation about it and perfectly understand why um, certain people would be into certain things like that. Unless well, like, also, like, emotional acceptance is always harder than, like, uh, logical acceptance, right? Like, be start. Because like, um, like, logically, it's like, oh yeah, it's like the bunnies like having sex with. I mean, like not having sex, but like they, they, they you know, they sexually as Legos is um, sexually accepted. Like, oh, I understand that logically, but like logically, you know, maybe some, someone's thing, but it's not my thing. Logic is something that I've actually kind of gotten to that point where it's like I used to be very logic oriented, but. Then I got to a point where I realized that like life is not purely about logic, nor is it purely about emotion. It's a balance between the two, and yeah, yeah, yeah. finding like a bridge between those balance and sort of like coming to, getting to a point where you're not just 
purely driven by logic and purely driven by emotion because like if you're purely driven by a logic you kind of stagnate in like conventional thinking but if you're purely driven by emotion it's like you're kind of like running yourself off a cliff with no sense of direction of where you're traveling so yeah. it's sure. like <laughs> this is a weird yeah. I don't know if people will enjoy it, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> it's kind of hard. I don't have a guilty pleasure, really. Yeah. I'm such a normie. That's just how normie I am, I guess. My guilty pleasure is Star Trek, like, the next generation. And mm -hmm. that's, like, like super Nibelina. I feel like Liz takes a crown today. Good oh, job, Liz. Trash queen. Uh, trash queen. I I'm the trash queen. I was really expecting to be in the gutter with this one, but I guess not. Yeah, you're not know. even in the gutter. You're, you're I mean, like, you're pretty I don't even, I don't even see Liz's guilty pleasure as particularly weird. In all honesty. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess, but that's uh, probably that's, that's just uh, the circumstances of my my experience. I don't know. I will say, have as many guilty pleasures as you want. It's okay to like things that are unusual, but I think that it's you just... Have to, yeah. Go ahead, when you're too worried about what other people think, then it could, like... I think the first step is being honest with yourself. And then the second step is like, if you like something and you really need to get it out there, there's always the internet. There's always a way. <laughs> there's if always the mail, internet. There's a way. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, people probably... did before the internet, which does make me a little sad. But you know, I mean, don't we have the, the internet. Go through hoops and loops to get get the love of the something. Like the, even the Trekkies, you know, they had to fucking write letters. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, at least they had a community of people where they were like, yes, I want Spock and Kirk together. Can you imagine it? <laughs> and then the rest of them were like, yeah, actually I can. Actually, that's an interesting sideline that I read about because... Isn't this like a huge Trekkie fanfic community? It's, it's, yeah, it's but apparently the, the like the gay Trekkie fanfics were banned from conventions because oh, they, didn't, they didn't want the gays in their the gay stories in their conventions so it's like opposite of what the Trek is about yeah well, that's, pretty... <laughs> that's fucked up yeah I was reading about like the first like Trekkie fanfic slash fanfic like lady and like mm. she said that was her experience like back in the day so oh, like yeah. they, you told huh? us about it, right? You told us about yeah. it, something, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I just mm. think that fan fan culture in general is pretty interesting. Like it has its own like, uh, set of like uh, history and stuff. Yeah. It also yeah. kind of has its yeah, own sort of like I guess much like even with religion, there's also a lot of sect too, like a lot of divisions. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Okay. Anyway, do what your heart tells you to do. Don't be too logical, but also don't be On too your cringe. We're gonna turn, it, turn On... into this. On your cringe. 
Yeah, you gotta like, uh, you gotta ascend to the higher plane that is gay fan fiction. Yes, yes. you gotta own it. I mean, why would you? It. Why would you think about boring heterosexual couples when you could think about how gay characters could be together? Think of the possibilities. Uh, <laughs> well, I wouldn't enforce it, but I would encourage it if that's what you're into. <laughs> Good for you, Liz. Good for you. Does that make you feel like, you know, better? <laughs> what? Alright. I All guess right. uh, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Alright. Beyond. Okay. Yeah. And in closing, on your cringe. I've been uh, Dion. I've been Kevin the. Uh, fucking banana ice cream. <laughs> Dion's. <laughs> I'm chocolate ice cream. <laughs> that means I I'm mean... strawberry. Strawberry. <laughs> 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 the strawberry. The strawberry. Uh, and and James is uh, James is the flavor that that didn't get released. James is like fucking Napoleon on Baskin Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright.